loves welcome back to spiritually connected the podcast where we talk about witchcraft spirituality healing and the strange and paranormal um today we're going to sit down and just talk to you guys about a couple different things because i feel like i haven't had an episode in a while where i just genuinely like sat down and talked to you guys and i've been doing some healing and working on my mental health stuff lately and i just wanted to talk to you guys about some of the stuff that i've realized some of the stuff i've been working through um things like that um i just wanted to do a more like unscripted episode where i just kind of talk to you guys because i feel like it's been a while um a lot of you have noticed i've been pretty absent on most of my content whether it's on the podcast or um on the patreon or my um social medias in general um i have posted a couple instagram stories and tiktoks about it but i have been going through a pretty severe episode i think i mentioned it in the last episode i filmed um but i've been going through a really bad depressive episode so i'm trying to function and everything but it's really really hard right now um and i have no doubt that it'll get easier because i've had these episodes before and i know that they'll pass but right now um things are really hard and i'm having a pretty hard time so that isn't to get pity from anyone that isn't to make you guys like feel guilty or anything it's just a genuine thing where i'm trying to explain to you like hey this is why i haven't been as present um online as i normally am and i haven't been creating as much content for you guys as i did previously um but i hope you guys understand i am trying my best um, before we get started of this on this episode of Spiritually Connected, I wanted to remind you guys that I don't get paid for this podcast, so if you'd like to send tips, they're always greatly appreciated. My Venmo and PayPal, as well as some instructions on how to tip correctly, are in the description of my um, of this podcast episode, as always. Um, so thank you so much for any tips that you may send. It helps to keep the podcast supported and sustainable, but without further ado, let's get into it. Sorry, I need to take a drink really quick. My voice is, like, dead. I was with my friends the other day, and I was singing so aggressively that my voice is kind of gone now, but I wanted to film an episode for you guys. Anyways, not film. I don't know why I always say film, but I wanted to record an episode for you guys anyways because I have a lot on my mind, and I just kind of want to talk to you guys about it. Um, I've been getting really into journaling lately, and that's the first thing that I want to talk about because I've always kind of been into journaling, but lately it's been a bigger thing, and I've been using it more um, as a kind of coping mechanism, kind of helping me through the mental issues that I've been struggling with. Um, I've been doing what I like to call kind of intuitive journaling, where kind of like intuitive eating, but like less toxic, where I listen to my mind and my mind will tell me when I need to journal I'm not gonna force myself to sit down and journal if I don't feel like journaling um but when my mind is racing full of things and it feels intuitively right then I will journal um I also have been finding journal prompts kind of everywhere I used to like look up journal prompts and stuff like that but I with intuitive journaling specifically I've gotten a lot better at just finding journal prompts in my everyday life and in my everyday existence whether that's in the tarot cards that I pull or um whether that's a thought or a feeling that I have and I'm like oh I feel like I should journal about this um or even like sometimes I'll be reading and like highlight something in my book and be like oh I should journal about this because this is interesting um just really like 
looking all around me to find journal prompts. Like, I remember a couple weeks ago, I have a thing with sirens, like police sirens, um, where I, it's a really bad trigger for me because of some stuff that I've dealt with. So every time I hear police sirens, I kind of, like, something in me, like, gets triggered and I have a hard time. Um, So I heard a police siren a couple weeks ago and I just suddenly felt very drawn to journal about it, so I did. And I sat down and I made a TikTok about this, but I think that honestly that was the most helpful, like, shadow work journaling I've ever done. Where I just sat down and I made a list of the things that trigger me. From police sirens to when I text someone and the text, like, doesn't go through fully, um, or, like, doesn't deliver. Like, I have a pretty extensive list of triggers, but that was really, really helpful for me to go through my triggers and, like, figure out where they come from, where they stem from, why they make me feel the way that they do, and how I can cope with them. So I made this whole list. Um, some people would do it in order, but I kind of just did it, like, let it flow and came as as they came to me, um, but it was actually really helpful, and now I have a list in my journal, um, of all my triggers, which is a lot more helpful than you would think, so would recommend. Um, I also did a really interesting journaling exercise where I made a little, I don't know what kind of graph it is, it's like two circles and they intersect, but I made a little graph, um, because I was, I've been overthinking a lot, um, because I'm talking to someone, and when I, have someone that I care about or that I have a thing with or whatever. Um, I have a lot of relationship trauma, so I have a hard time a lot of the time distinguishing my anxiety from my intuition because sometimes I feel something is wrong intuitively and then it is wrong, Um, but sometimes I just have this anxiety that comes from my trauma and I've been having a really hard time distinguishing between those two, so I made a little chart a little graph and I made a TikTok about this too but I just wanted to go a little bit more in depth about anxiety versus intuition and I really examined the differences between the two which is something that I want to talk to you guys about um first things first anxiety at least for me like these are different for everyone but I feel like there are some common themes throughout all of this so take it with a grain of salt it's a personal thing but also I feel like some of y'all could relate For me, at least, um, anxiety is inconsistent, right? I can feel perfectly fine, especially when it comes to relationship stuff. I can feel perfectly fine um, and be like, this person cares about me. Like, this person, like, is loyal to me. Like, I'm fine. Like, feel good about it. And then all of a sudden, I'll feel super anxious about it and it's it's inconsistent right it doesn't stay with me my anxiety comes and goes in waves whereas my intuition is consistent and my intuition like even if I try and push it away that gut feeling is there I can push away anxiety and it will come back but if you wait a couple hours and I'm no longer feeling like then I'm no longer feeling anxious and I'm totally fine um And so I think that's a really key difference between anxiety and intuition, at least when it comes to me specifically. Um, It's the consistency of it, because I feel like anxiety is a lot more inconsistent than intuition is. And that's coming from someone who has, like, a diagnosed anxiety disorder. Like, my anxiety just comes and goes. Um, I know some people are different. Everyone's anxiety is different, but yeah. Um, Another thing is anxiety can't really be confirmed. Like, anxiety is based purely on like what ifs and like potentials um whereas intuition is often like more confirmed by your circumstances and by your environment right so 
if I'm feeling anxious and thinking, oh my god, this person is, like, cheating on me, right? Like, feeling anxious. I have no reason to believe that. Um, I have to step back and realize, like, what information could possibly be leading me to believe this? Like, what information do I have that this is the truth? Um, And I know that it's hard because I'm one of those people where it's like, I don't want to focus purely on logic. I think intuition is really important, but also I believe that intuition will be confirmed by your circumstances and by your environment. If you have an intuitive feeling that someone is cheating on you, you will be able to, to figure out where that feeling is coming from and figure out like this is connected to it you will be able to make these connections whereas anxiety it's not founded in reality at all it's purely based off of what ifs um if you have an intuitive feeling it could be like well they've been acting differently lately well they've been super busy lately well they've been ignoring me lately like all these things um but anxiety they could be texting you like completely normally and everything could be perfectly fine and they could be acting completely normally but your anxiety will still tell you that they're cheating on you um so it's it's another thing about confirmation right intuition um is backed by circumstances and environment whereas anxiety is based purely off of what ifs anxiety tends to be focused on the past and future um basically anything but the present moment whereas intuition is focused on right now um if you're having anxiety it's probably about the past or about the future um there are very few times where at least i personally feel anxious purely about the current moment um i feel worried about the future especially or sometimes i feel stressed about the past um intuition is focused on the present and what's best for you in this present moment because the intuition gives us um or the universe gives us these intuitive messages and the intu- these intuitive gifts in order to assist us in the moment um the universe won't give you a feeling of intuition if it's not necessary for that moment in time if it's for the future then the- i'll give it to you in the future if that makes any sense Um, I've also noticed for me that anxiety is very focused on my stomach um, and my brain. Those are the two, like, main anxiety centers, at least for me, as well as my hands. My hands tend to shake a lot when I'm feeling anxious, and they don't really do that when I'm feeling intuitive. Um, My intuition, however, feels more like a heart feeling. Like, my heart and, like, my gut are the key centers for my intuition most of the time um my intuition tends to not be in my brain if that makes sense like obviously it plays a part in my brain because your brain runs your body etc but like i feel my intuition physically in my chest in my heart um i don't feel it in my hands like i do with my anxiety and i don't feel it as much in my brain as i do with my anxiety um or even like in tapping my legs like I don't do that because of intuition I do that because of anxiety so it's important for me at least to really point out what centers in your body um are your centers for intuition and are your centers for anxiety another thing is anxiety will leave you questioning even after a a decision or a change is made um if you're feeling anxious Um, and you decide to do something about it, even after that decision and that change is made, you will still be questioning yourself and you will still be like, what was, what if that was the wrong decision? And you'll still have that overthinking. Whereas 
when a decision is made or a change is made, when it comes to your intuition, your intuition will let you go, right? She's not gonna, she's not gonna keep pestering you. She's not gonna like force you into anything. Once you've made a decision, your intuition will allow you to release. Um, like I said, anxiety is very fooled by what ifs and potentials, whereas intuition is fueled by con- by kindness and honesty. It's the universe truly trying to send you those intent, like intentional, intuitive messages. Um, and the final thing that I wrote is anxiety is confusing and cruel. Anxiety doesn't make sense and is awful, often really personal and feels really demeaning, whereas intuition is direct and based in kindness and honesty, as I said in the last one. So that's some note, some differences um, that I wrote on my chart. There are other things on my chart um, when it comes to my anxiety versus my intuition, but that was an exercise that I did that I really recommend that you guys try because it was really helpful for me. Um, and I still, even after like journaling about it, I still refer back to that chart a lot. Um, it's also important that both anxiety and intuition can show up in the body. They can just be in different places. Um, and both can be your body and your mind and your soul trying to protect you. We have, um, I, I remember like a therapist that I worked with in the past, we had these, this idea of parts work, which is really common in therapy where there are different aspects of every person. Um, and there is one part of me that I named my caretaker part, which is, can have something to do with my anxiety and also my intuition they both kind of play into my caretaker part um but the the caretaker part is trying to protect you and make sure that you don't get hurt physically mentally or emotionally um so both of those can be that caretaker part of you um both can also be very convincing and feel really realistic um it's important to that's why it's so important to like distinguish these differences um because they both can be scary you know um that's not necessarily true they both can feel very realistic intuition normally won't feel scary intuition normally feels like it's there but it's not like trying to scare you intuition is never trying to scare you kind of like how like positive spirits are never going to try and scare you when it comes to like ghosts and stuff positive spirits don't try and scare you negative spirits will you know Hey lovelies, it's Promotion Greta stopping in to tell you that if you'd like input and features on this podcast or you just want to learn more about witchcraft and divination in general, um, you should subscribe to my Patreon. I do a collective divination on there, I post my spell recipes, and it's the only place where I teach about my craft, so you can subscribe for as low as $5.55 a month at patreon.com forward slash Greta Chapkin. Again, that is patreon.com forward slash Greta Chapkin. The next thing that I've kind of realized um, over the past couple weeks, um, I mean, I knew before, but I didn't really, like, focus on it as much, is the idea that conditioning creates actions. Now, when it comes to conditioning, if you're familiar with psychology, there's classical conditioning, there's operant conditioning, all these things. It's essentially training you to act a certain way or to be a certain way or to do certain things. Um... Conditioning creates actions for me, at least, is this idea where I act this way because I've been conditioned and taught to believe this. Um, You can be conditioned through specific people um, or through patriarchal systems, um, which I'm going to talk about in just a second. But an example that I like to use is I 
Okay, like for instance, I overthink because I have been conditioned that I'm, or I overthink, let me start over. I overthink when I have been talking to one person for an extended amount of time because I've been conditioned by specific people in my past to believe that I am not worthy of love for extended periods of time. Or, I don't know, I'm trying to think of another example. I attack, not not necessarily attack, but I tend to run um, or self-sabotage in relationships because I've been conditioned to believe that someone always gets hurt. I ghost people because I've been conditioned to believe that I'm not good enough to be the only person in someone's life and therefore I'm going to get cheated on. And those are all specific people examples, but it also has to do with patriarchal systems that we live in, which I'm going to talk about um, an idea about femininity that I've been, I talked to my friend about in a little bit. But like I could also say as an example for conditioning, creating actions, um, I don't express my anger because I've been conditioned through sexism to believe that as a woman I'm not allowed to feel angry or I am worried constantly about the way that I dress and how I will be perceived because I've been conditioned to believe like I've been conditioned by sexism by the patriarchy to believe that my value is based on how men perceive me because I'm a woman. So it can either be through specific people or patriarchal value, um, values and systems, but either way, I have this firm belief that I've kind of been really like recognizing that conditioning creates action. Every action that you have comes from a place. Nobody acts without thinking completely Everyone has intuitive actions, whether you realize them or not, um, the way you act is based in your past. And that's why I always say you can't ignore your trauma forever because it will come back to haunt you regardless of whether you ignore it or not. Um, Another thing I've been focusing on a lot, especially with my sexual assault trauma therapist, um, is not apologizing for healing. Um, Now, I've always been someone to over-apologize. I over-apologize for everything. I'll say I'm sorry 47 bazillion times in a day. Um, But I've been really working on that. And part of that comes from the patriarchal thing where, like, women feel the need to over-apologize. Blah, blah, blah. But it also is a really big issue because I feel like my healing is inconveniencing people. And I've gotten a lot better at it and I'm working on it. But, for instance, I had this friend... And he was not good to me (laughs) in a lot of different ways. He hurt me really badly. It got to a point where continuously um, he was affecting me mentally and continuously making me upset. And it was just like I felt like I had to be friends with him because we'd been friends for so long. And I felt like I owed him friendship. 
um, despite all the ways that he was affecting me and all the ways that he was hurting me. So I was talking to my therapist about this, and she mentioned to me, like, I, I mentioned to her, like, something that he said about, like, when I opened up to him about my sexual assault. And she, t- first of all, was like, drop him, which I haven't talked to him in weeks now, so that's good. Um, but I've gotten to a point where, like, she's like, you don't have to apologize for dropping him. You don't have to apologize for being upset because he continuously fucks you over. Or when I think about things that I do because of my trauma, right? So, like, one thing with that friend is he made me feel like I had, didn't have a right to be angry for the trauma that I've been through. Um, which I am angry, and I've gotten a lot better at saying that and expressing that. I have withheld a lot of anger in my life, and I am finally at a place where I am working to be able to release that anger and working to be able to say, hey, that hurt my feelings, and I'm not going to apologize for being hurt by something, and I'm not going to apologize for something making me angry. So, do what you need to do to heal, don't apologize for doing what you need to do to heal, regardless of what anyone else thinks of what you're doing. If someone else doesn't like the way you're healing, that's a them issue. Focus on yourself. Do what you need to do to heal. Okay, so I get asked a lot. I do not offer free readings or spell work. However, I do offer inexpensive and accurate tarot, palm, astrological chart, aura, and oracle readings. My prices start as low as $5, and I cover all kinds of things in my readings. So if you'd like, you can DM me on Instagram at spirituallyconnectedreadings to book a reading. Um, that's no numbers, no punctuation. Again, that's at spirituallyconnectedreadings on Instagram, and I will not message you for a reading first. Don't fall for the scammers. The last thing that I want to talk to you guys about today is something that I had a really, really long conversation with my friend Sky about the other day, um, and that's just really been on my mind lately, and that is the idea of our society's suppression of the divine feminine. Now, I want to start off by saying everyone has divine feminine energy in them, um, and I've seen a lot of spiritualists being like, is the divine feminine just rebranding the patriarchy? And I feel like a lot of people use it that way, but I don't see it that way. I see the divine feminine and the divine masculine as gender neutral terms. All of us have them in the, have us have both of those energies in us. Um, I have divine masculine energy, I have divine feminine energy, and it's all about finding a healthy balance and moderation for both of those. Like I said, balance is key, like I say in every single episode. Anyways, um, but I was talking to Sky about this the other day, and we were having this whole conversation about how Um, Our male friends don't have to think things through in the same way that we do. Um, And how our male friends are allowed to express anger, whereas we as women are not allowed to. Because um, we've been taught through this patriarchal view of women that anger is a masculine emotion. And anger is not something we're allowed to feel. Um, I, I was talking about how I am a firm believer that so much of the issues in our society actually come from the suppression of the divine feminine. Um, Even things like toxic masculinity have to do with the divine feminine. Um, And there's this whole issue where we spend so much of our lives, a lot of people feel so incomplete and feel so lost. And I think that one of the reasons behind that is that we are only really seeing half of the picture because we're trained to only see 
the masculine and the logical and the scientific side of things when in reality we need we need that we do we need that kind of energy we need that grounded energy we need that control kind of energy but we also need the divine feminine which is more intuitive and which is more based on our feelings and our emotions um we've been kind of taught throughout society that emotions are feminine um besides like unbridled rage and so therefore like men are taught that they can't cry and men are taught that they can't express emotions because it's too feminine um but the issue really comes from the fact that we use feminine as something derogatory. We use the idea of femininity or of intuition or of emotions, we have kind of demonized it and made it seem like it's not a key part of our existence. And I feel like that's why so many people feel incomplete and feel as though they can't really like fully experience life because they're so focused on the logic and being grounded and the facts that they don't look at the intuition and their feelings and their emotions um and their connections to others um and i feel like this one-sidedness to everything has been passed down for generations um and so we need to actively work within ourselves to reverse that and to allow ourselves to experience emotions and allow ourselves to connect to our intuition everyone has intuition every single person has intuitive gifts but we are taught throughout our whole lives to suppress them and to remove them and to not get in touch with them. Um, people will talk to me about my intuition and be like, I wish I could be like you. And I'm like, well, you can. Um, you have to allow yourself to be open to empathy and to, to that intuition, um, which is a hard thing to do. But because of this suppression of the divine feminine that's been going on for centuries, um, we have to unlearn the idea that logic and science and math and like stereotypically masculine things are the answer to everything because they aren't. And I'm not saying like math is for boys and feelings are for girls, you know, like that's not what I'm saying. Like I said, I use the terms divine masculine and divine feminine as androgynous terms. I think we should find better terms for them um, because feminine and masculine are based on gender. But I don't see the divine feminine energy and the divine masculine energy as being based on gender whatsoever. I just see them as two different energies, kind of yin and yang, um, that need to be balanced out of each other. Maybe I should start using like fixed and mutable energies or something like that. Like I, I, let me know if you have any better terms than divine feminine and divine masculine, because even though it does have to do with gender, um, to some degree, because women have been historically suppressed through the patriarchy, um, I don't like using the terms divine masculine and divine feminine because I feel like they're too gendered and I feel like people always get the wrong idea when in reality I'm just saying we need to balance energies, we need to balance being grounded and being spiritual, we need to balance logic and intuition, we need to balance um, control and emotion, if that makes any sense. So anyways, let's actively work together, let's commit to this right now, let's actively work to de-suppress and bring back up that divine feminine energy because we all have it in us and we all deserve to experience the pleasures that come with it.
Do you want someone to notice you? Do you want to be the person who catches everyone's eye when you walk into a room? Do you want to be adored by everyone around you? Try using my love and attraction spell oil available on my Etsy now, link in the description with intention, and watch that love and attraction come pouring in. Thank you all so much for listening. I hope this episode made sense. It wasn't very scripted. I always worry when I do kind of more unscripted episodes that they're just not going to make any fucking sense, but... I hope this made sense. Um, I really enjoyed talking to you guys, as I always do. All of my socials are in the description of this podcast, as always. Um, I haven't been posting as much, but I'm trying to get back into it. Um, Subscribe to the Patreon. Get the spell oils. Get a reading. Do whatever you can. Tips are always appreciated. Y'all know the the gist. Um, But I hope you all have an amazing day, night, whatever it may be for you. Let me know what you want to talk about next on the podcast. And yeah. Blessed be my loves.